Hey, it's Mastin. Welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. If you want to take your first step uh, on your trauma-informed journey, come to claimyourpowerbook.com and get my book, Claim Your Power. There are uh, a bunch of awesome free bonuses with that, including a 40-day coaching journey with me that will get you started on your trauma-informed path. Claimyourpowerbook.com. Enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, claim your power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. Hello, and welcome to the Mastin Kip Podcast. I'm your host, Mastin Kip, and I am the creator of Functional Life Coaching, where we discover the root cause emotional blocks that are holding you back from success. And I'm also the creator of Trauma Hacking, helping you turning your nervous system into your ally, and the best-selling author of the book, Claim Your Power, and also a trauma survivor advocate. And this podcast is from my heart to yours. I'm going to share with you all kinds of different things, uh, different coaching uh, experiences that I've had with people, um, different parts of my life, maybe an excerpt from a seminar, different interviews with friends and thought leaders, all about how to get unstuck, how to hack your nervous system, how to turn your nervous system into your ally and really get the edge so that you can really live your dreams, uh, live your purpose, and most importantly, pay it forward. So I hope you enjoy today's episode. One favor I have for you is this. If you love this podcast, remember to subscribe to it. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave a review because reviews really matter, helps us spread the word and helps other people really discover this podcast. So if this was valuable to you, please feel free to leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And if there's anything in this episode or any episode that really strikes you as an aha moment, shoot us an email to hello at mastinkip.com. Tell us which episode it was and about what time uh, the breakthrough was in the episode so that we can really know because I'd love to hear from you what your aha moments are. I love hearing that and my team loves hearing that too. So without any further ado, please enjoy this episode of the Mastin Kip Podcast. Who here has ever been maybe to an event like this before or something like this before? As soon as you got on the fucking plane and the door closes, the chatter starts. I don't know. Was that really true? I'm not really too sure. That was just for mass. And now I'm not easy for me. I don't really know. Oh, shit. Let me open up my email. <laughs> so many things. I'm going to do this, this, and this when I get home. I get home. Someone else is dysregulated, so I forget that type of shit. I start to focus on them. Next thing you know, 17 weeks goes by. I go, why the fuck is it December now? Who knows what I'm talking about? Right? You've got to interrupt the pattern at an environmental level. An environmental level. The right environment informs the right behavior. I cannot tell you this enough. If you don't have a functional medicine doctor, I highly recommend it. Institute for Functional Medicine, ifm.org. Find a practitioner. Get your microbiome tested. Get tested for leaky gut. Look at your lipid metabolic panels. Start to see where you are. Get a cardiac scan. Start to get cancer screenings. Look at what's happening in there. Don't be afraid of the data. Find it out. You want to know these things. Make sure your home is tested for mold. Make sure people in your environment are co-regulating with you. And so you're setting them up to co-regulate as well. It's so vital, you guys. So here's what happens. This is the cycle that people get stuck in. There's unhealed trauma, which produces coping behavior, which produces dysbiosis in the gut. And it goes around like that. That's what happens. Something traumatic happens to me. I cope. How might I cope? Dorsal, but let's think about it. What's some behaviors that you cope with that aren't good for you, that fuck up your body? Drugs, alcohol, what else? Food, what else? Sex, what else? So many things. And then all of a sudden you're like, ah, I'm never going to do that again until tomorrow at the same time. 
<laughs> right? And it goes around and around and around. So we have to look at all of it. We have to look at, okay, what's the emotional stuff? What's happening on a behavioral level? That's really what we looked at. The dysbiosis is not something that we cover here because I could do four days just on the gut. So it's important to understand we have to work and get the body back on board. And the body wants to be healthy. Anything that's wrong with you in your body is an appropriate response to an underlying dysfunctional pattern. Anything that's happening in your body that's not healthy is an appropriate response to an underlying dysfunctional pattern. You don't want to make your body and its response is your enemy. You want to work with it, okay? So as you recall, this is the full model right here for functional coaching, okay? Trauma, beliefs, emotion, story, and behavior. Who here is getting a felt sense of this? Let me see if I show hands. Starting to become more real than it was on the first day. So here's what happens, okay? If all you did is work on your mindset, okay, but not your physiology. Like, okay, I'm going to regulate my nervous system. I'm going to regulate my mindset. That's amazing, but I don't focus on my physiology. I'm still eating like shit, right? I'm still in environments that are hurtful for me. That doesn't work. Mindset and emotions aren't enough. Mindset and emotions are not enough. You have to get your physiology and your body on board too, okay? Yes, emotional regulation is the name of the game. Emotional regulation will help you get your physiology on board, but you got to understand what's happening in your body. It's so vital. That's why functional medicine is so important. Now, there are some people who are like all about, you know, all the emotional regulation and they don't really look at the body stuff. But then there's the other people who are all about the physiology and not so much the mindset stuff, right? They're testing, they're biohacking. I love that shit, okay? But let's think about this for a second. What happens if you go on a functional medicine journey and you figure out your lipid panels and if you have Lyme disease or if you have you know, any of the IgG antibodies that are out there or any of that type of stuff, Epstein-Barr, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, of all the stuff that's out there that could hurt you, right? You have maybe high C-reactive proteins, so you have high inflammatory markers. And then your functional medicine doctor says, all right, here's the protocol. You got to go from eating Domino's kale, right? What are you going to do? Yeah, I can't wait to eat me some kale. That's when the emotion mold part comes on and goes, you know what? I got to regulate myself. And I can't tell you how many health coaches, functional medicine doctors I talk to who give someone the exact protocol they need, but they don't follow that shit. Who knows what I'm talking about, right? You got to have both. That's why functional medicine is starting to get functional medicine coaches and stuff like that because the people get these recommendations, but they don't implement that shit. Why? The emotional trauma stuff. I was so happy. I was texting with a friend of mine, Dr. Helen Messier. She's a geneticist, immunologist. She's PhD, MD, all the alphabet after her name. And uh, she's uh, worked with the guy who mapped the human genome. I mean, she's like brilliant. And I was at the trauma conference and she was at the functional medicine conference. And I started texting like, no one's talking about the gut here. They're all talking about the brain. I was like, what's going on? Right? She's like, let's get together. I was like, yes, please. And then she sent me a picture, and they were at a functional medicine conference, and the topic of emotional trauma came up. I was like, finally. Because doctors need to understand it's traumatizing. And a lot of that causes the behavior that causes the problems that they see on the lab tests. Who follows? Does this make sense? And also, I highly think it's so valuable if you're a practitioner of any kind, doctor of any kind, and you don't apply polyvagal theory, you're fucking up your clients more. All right, well, I guess, uh, yeah, you got cancer and uh, 10% chance of living, and sorry about that. We'll help you cope. Bye. Like, what the fuck is that shit? 
cancel, cancel, obviously. Not saying that you have that, right? But the idea is, is we have to have more compassion. And someone said it beautifully. No one can put an expiration date on you. That was beautiful, right? But you have to take the whole body into the mindset of all this. And the problem with the doctor here, the therapist here, is that they're all specialists. Who's quarterbacking it all? You. So you need to know this shit, right? And you need to know when you go to your doctor next day, cool, well, you're in the zone. Okay, but is it optimal? Oh, I mean, you're fine. If that's what they say, fire that fucker. Find someone who can get you optimal. All right? And no dig on doctors, but most doctors stop learning when. When they graduate in medical school. So if you have an old fucking doctor, all you might know is you might be getting advice from the night 75. Can you imagine 75? What's happening in 75? Yeah. Yeah. How long does it take for research to get out there? Maybe. Sometimes 30. It was really funny though because I was talking to my dad about this at the trauma conference. They were talking about like psilocybin like and MDMA. And MDMA is in uh, phase three clinical trials right now. And the results are amazing. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's here to stay. Psilocybin's next. First it was ketamine. Then it was MDMA. Then it'll be psilocybin. It'll, it's going to change the fucking world. It's going to be awesome. Sometimes I just want to put it in all the water in Washington, D.C. <laughs> just put it there. Don't turn it off until everyone gets along, you know? <laughs> Seriously. But what was so amazing about the trauma conferences, all these MD, PhD guys were talking about longitudinal studies over time. Yes? Psilocybin? You don't know what MDMA is? Well, you guys are a bunch of squares. It's called ecstasy or molly on the street. Ecstasy? Ecstasy? Anybody? You know ecstasy? Do we know molly? Okay, it is an amphetamine product that boosts oxytocin, dopamine, and serotonin that allows what's called the glutamate pathways, which is a primary neurotransmitter in the brain, to form new connections, and the result is, I love you. And we're seeing so many clinical trials of like veterans who have significant trauma resolving shit in six sessions over 12 weeks. It's powerful stuff, right? Powerful stuff. So, that helpful? Okay, cool. I didn't realize I had to... So, what's psilocybin? Oh, my God. <laughs> mushrooms. Magic mushrooms. Oh! Say mushrooms, Mastin. There's lots of different types and species and strains of mushroom. That's why I said psilocybin. Okay? So, but the idea here is, is what's so beautiful about it is that you had all these guys at the trauma conference talking about ecstasy and magic mushrooms, okay, and peyote, and ayahuasca, okay, and all the healing properties. But I was sitting there looking at these guys. They're like 70. They're like 70. And there was the guy who was presenting with the mushrooms data, he was like, you know, man, he's like a PhD MD. He's like, man, sometimes you just got to like, look at that dragon and you got to like stare at it and say, I'm not scared of you, bro. And I'm like, I'm like, how many trips have you been on, you know? <laughs> it's so funny. But what I realized was is that these guys, these scientists are Leary's generation. Tim Leary's revenge is what I witnessed. So I went up to Michael Midhoffler, who's the founder of MAPS, who's doing all the psychedelic research with uh, uh, MDMA or ecstasy, okay? And I said, hey, Mike, um, first of all, Mastin Kit, nice to meet you. You're amazing. Um, do you think, while you're up there presenting longitudinal studies on clinical trials of MDMA, it's like your revenge on the system that oppressed this shit in the 60s and 70s? He looks at me, he goes, 
yeah. <laughs> and it was like awesome. I was explaining to my father. I said, you know, dad, this is all the research on mushrooms and all this type of stuff. There's all this research on cannabis as well, which is called marijuana or pot. Okay. <laughs> yes. Also known as weed. That good, good chronic. Okay. <laughs> what, did, what does Snoop say? No stems, no seeds, no sticks. Right. <laughs> We've gone down that hole now. But I was talking to my dad about how this research was coming out about it. He goes, well, two things. First of all, that probably means after the war, when I went to Medford Farms and smoked dope for a decade, that was the best thing I could have done. And I was like, you smoked dope for a decade? I had no clue. But yes, he was regulating his nervous system in a way that may have not been the best way, but certainly better than antidepressants in a sense. But the other thing he says is, he goes, that makes sense that it's happening right now and not before. I go, why? Well, we were doing that shit in the 70s, man. How long has it been? About how long it takes research to get out. Who follows? Right? The reason why these things work is because they open up different pathways of oxytocin pathways, the connection pathways of serotonin, dopamine. Right? The endocannabinoid pathways in the body are pathways of connection. When you, all you do is inhibit serotonin, so your body can't absorb it and you feel more of it, that's okay, but it doesn't build the connective pathways. The reason why these drugs are working so well is they're helping your body form new connections. Right? And that's a really important thing to understand. It's part of the physiology. However, just because you had an aha moment or you have a new pathway built, what happens if you eat like shit all day or you don't know how to regulate? Doesn't work. That's why we need a holistic integrative approach. Who follows? This makes sense. And research takes forever to get out there. So I want you to think of it like it's 50% mindset and emotions and 50% physiology. It's not just the emotional work, you know, green, yellow, red, emotional regulation. All that is so vital. Watching your mindset is so vital. The physiology part is so important too. So important. When you heal your gut, you feel so good, right? So you got to be moving forward from this. If you want to protect your time, you want to protect your investment, practice the emotional regulation pieces. And if you're in ProsperX, we're obviously going to help you with all that shit, no problem. Same thing with the physiology stuff. One of my favorite things to do with people who are on the calls, they can sometimes you know, talk to me about what happened with their functional medicine doctor, and I won't give them medical advice, but I can help them have a little more holistic approach of, well, have you tried this, this, or this? And it's shocking to me how many things people miss sometimes that are really obvious. So you have to have a holistic approach, but you have to have that physiology too. So I want you leaving here knowing, yes, I understand emotional regulation. Yes, my nervous system is flexible. Yes, I need mentorship, and I need to know what's happening under the hood too. I need to know what's happening under the hood too, okay? I also want to remind you that it's 50% self-regulation and 50% co-regulation. It's not like I got it now on my own. I co-regulated for four days, okay? My life is spent in this proportion, not perfectly every day, but over a 12-month period, 50-50 for the most part, right? If I have only have co-regulation, what's that called? Codependence or anxious attachment. If I only have self-regulation, what's that called? That's right. And it becomes maladaptive. We want to have a good blend of both. And we co-regulate to self-regulate. Right? Who here has felt better by being here? Right? Why? It's the co-regulation. I could talk about lots of different shit and you still feel good. That mean? I, taught, I taught lots of seminars. I can teach on relationships. I can teach on business. I can teach on purpose. I can teach on trauma. I can teach on functional medicine. There's so many things I can teach about, but if you're together with it, everything shifts. The goal is to bring that state to the rest of your life when you're going live on Instagram, 
if you get dysregulated in a relationship to go away, where's my green? Come back. Who follows? Does this make sense? Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world, if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this. And hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.